Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do, and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 19 of She Coaches Coaches. I'm so glad you're here. Today, we're talking about something. It's the beginning of a three-part series, and I created it for you. I've been a coach for a bunch of years, and I can't think of anything that I would rather do. I just love coaching. And in fact, it's funny, I find that I enjoy it even more every single week. So every time I get off of a Zoom call with one of my private clients, I feel so fortunate to work with these amazing people. Over the years, I've been part of many Facebook groups and I've seen advertising from all the gurus, the ones who want to tell you how to start your coaching business, how to make six figures as a coach, how to do it fast, like make six figures in six weeks and other very, very interesting claims. One of the things that I find the most interesting is that some of the advice, and I place that word advice in air quotes if you could see me, some of it, I do agree with it. And other advice really puzzles me. Frankly, some of it just frustrates me because I don't think it's true. And I don't think that it helps you. So that's why I'm doing this three-part series. I've got three do's and three don'ts for new coaches. And each of the episodes, I'm going to do one do and one don't. So today, the first episode, I'll be covering the first do and the first don't. I'm going to tell you what it is, what the do or the don't is, why I agree with it or not. And then I would encourage you to listen to what I have to say and then go and have a really good think of it for yourself. So often, we are used to having a habit, especially strong women. We have this habit, and I call it the gold star student habit. We are great at following orders to a T. But that approach doesn't always help you here as a new coach. And now that you're in the beginning, and you want to start attracting your own paying clients, it is the perfect time for you to start deciding for yourself what you want your business to look like. 
After all, you're the boss here. You're the boss, the CEO of your business and really your life. So choose what serves you, the things that help you and use them. Put them into action and then ignore the rest until you're ready for that very next step in growing your business. So today, the do's and don't are this. Don't number one, new coaches don't need a website. And do number one, learn to wear two hats, be a great coach and a business owner. So let's talk about each of these in turn. I'm going to start with the don't. Don't number one, new coaches don't need a website. And if you're a new coach, you might be listening to this and going, what? And so I want to be really super clear here. I am not saying that you don't ever need a website. What I am saying is that having a website isn't necessary for new coaches. Of course, you're going to need a website as time goes on, but not right at the start. New coaches need clients. And this is a new world for you, right? So this is what I often see happening. I see lots of new coaches working on their website. They choose their branding, the colors, the fonts, the graphics. They start to write that perfect copy to explain how you help people live their best life, feel fulfilled, do all of the things that you know coaching will help them with. And perhaps you're even working with a web designer or a branding expert to get this project done. You find you're polishing that perfect bio and waiting until your gorgeous headshot or lifestyle photo is all ready. Now, all of that is important, but not yet. You don't need a website to get your first paying clients. And creating a website takes time and energy. And if you get help too, there's a hefty investment attached to it as well. What I found is that most new coaches think that creating a website means they're in business. And that's not quite true. Creating your website keeps you behind your computer. It keeps you polishing and perfecting and making something beautiful instead of getting out and talking to people and attracting clients and actually doing more coaching. The purpose of the becoming a coach is to help people. It's to coach them, right? Creating a website, at least at the start, isn't coaching. It's not making you any money, and it's not going to attract you any clients. Truthfully, no one's actually going to even see your website anyway, except maybe your best friend or your mom and the occasional person who looks you up. You won't be getting organic traffic, which means that no stranger is going to find you through Google. The people who come to your website are the ones who already know you in some shape or form. So don't spend a bunch of money and time and energy making a pretty website before you start. I know so many coaches who have done this, only to find that once they created that website and then they went and started coaching and they realized that their website was already out of date. It was already obsolete because they had grown. They'd learned way more about who they help and how they help them. Their voice had evolved and that pretty new website no longer mattered. I'm telling you this from direct experience. My first website was beautiful. I spent weeks on it. And in fact, I'll put a screenshot in the episode page for you to have a look at. So I want you to learn from my mistake. 
This is exactly what I did when I was starting out. And I want to help you save time and get coaching. Now, if you're listening and you are already in the midst of making your website and you're putting the final touches on it, it's okay. Don't worry. It's not the end of the world. I won't have caught all of you before you get started, but maybe I can still save you a little bit of time now. Give yourself 48 hours. Yeah, 48 hours to finish your very simple first website. And this is only for people who are already in the middle of it. Give yourself two days. This simple website is going to be clean and informative. No fancy bells and whistles needed. Not until you've got your first paying clients anyway. Soon enough, it's going to be time for you to build a website. Either you're going to do it yourself or you're going to hire somebody to help you. But just hold off just a little bit until you've done some more coaching and made some money through your coaching business too. Here's what I recommend instead. So instead of building a website, you still need to get seen. You still need to be able to connect with people. So I suggest start with using a social platform. Only one to start out with. Depends on the kind of person that you are. If you're a super businessy, very corporate kind of person, use LinkedIn. If you're not, you could use something like Instagram. And then practice posting on there. Do stories, do IGTV, do reels, write little mini blog posts. And when I say mini, I mean 100 to 200 words. No big production. Experiment with how you post. Have fun with it and find your voice. So choose one social platform, maybe Facebook, maybe LinkedIn, maybe Instagram, and start in that one arena only. That way, when you meet somebody new, you can direct them to that place and they'll start to get a sense for you. It's not going to cost you money. It's just going to take a far less amount of time and you're still going to be starting to create a presence. As a coach, it helps if you think of yourself as a new shop owner. So a new coach starting a new business is kind of like opening up a unique, cute little shop that's got the most interesting things in it. Now, you're not going to go and spend all your time on your window display, but forget to unlock the front door or even forget to turn on the welcome sign to greet your clients. You want to have something to sell. For you, it's your coaching. And you want to be able to welcome these potential clients and invite them to get to know you a little bit. That's how you're going to use that social media platform. You're going to find if you have a fancy website too early in your business, it's like you spent all the time on the window dressing, but you don't have a cash register or any stock to sell. In fact, your pretty window, people might look at it as they walk by. And occasionally they might stop to admire your display and then they try and peer in and peer in that front door, but there's nobody there and the door is locked. So let's learn how to invite some people in. Now, before I wrap up this don't, let's talk about the elephant in the room here. If you are a new coach and this is your first time finding clients, it can be nerve wracking, especially if you've never done anything like this before. It can be easy to fool yourself and feel like you're doing something constructive when you work on your website. But in the end, you're going to have to go and talk to people. You're going to have to learn how to invite them in to work with you. 
And if you're not feeling confident and you are feeling nervous, it is okay. That is a completely normal feeling, especially for new coaches starting out. Have a listen to a bunch of my previous episodes. I put the link in the show notes there for you, but I would recommend episode 18, the 5C confidence cycle, or episode 10 about levels of learning, or even episode three about how to silence your self-doubt. Go and have a listen to those. Use what I've got in there, real practical stuff to help you move through that fear, through to courage, and to become confident. So that's it for don't number one. Don't start with a fancy website. Start with thinking about how to talk to your clients and get coaching clients. Now let's switch tacks here. Let's go to do number one. Do number one is learn to wear two hats. Learn to be a great coach and a business owner. Sometimes when we're in the middle of our coach training, We think that that's it. That's enough. That's all we need. And then the clients are just going to line up at our door. But I'm sorry to break it to you. And I'm hoping to break it to you gently. It's just not true. And that's why you need to love wearing two hats. Being a good coach is a skill. And it's a completely different skill from attracting clients and growing a business. If you want to thrive as a coach, love coaching and love building your business. When you take coach training, you think, when I finish my certification, this is going to be great. Then there's that big surprise. Most coaching students get their certificate and then they realize, oh crap, how do I get clients? I've never even thought about it before. I just assumed that clients would show up. And those words that I'm telling you right now, they're words that I experienced for myself when I was a new coach. And so many of my clients actually come to my first coaching sessions and say, I never even thought about getting clients. It just never even occurred to me. And that's why I'm sharing this do with you now. All of the instructors that you take your coach training with, all of them have clients. They talk about the impact they have They talk about how much they charge, but I didn't have anybody and you may not have anybody either, except maybe a friend or a sister-in-law or somebody who's doing you a favor by letting you practice your coaching with her. Coaching is that conversation and it helps the client decide what they want and what they don't want. Then The coach believes in the client and supports them while they do that work to get the results. Coaching helps people get what they want. Now, building a business is where you find clients and get paid to help people get more of what they want. So building the business is the thing that you get to do so you can do the thing you love to do, which is coaching. Let me say that again. Building a business is the thing you get to do so you can do the thing you love to do, coaching. It helps to keep in mind which hat you're wearing today or even this hour. Are you actually coaching somebody or are you doing something to get better at attracting clients? Which hat are you wearing right now? When you realize that you need the business, 
so you can do what you want to do, the coaching. It makes it so much easier. And when I say need the business, what I mean is that the business is the vehicle so that you get to spend your time coaching so you can choose to enjoy this part of the ride, the business building part of the ride too. Your business can be simple and streamlined. A coaching practice doesn't have to be complicated. There's really only five basic steps. And the first is to find and talk to people, invite them to coach with you, and then when they say yes, have a way to schedule your calls. Get paid is number four. And finally, keep in touch with them throughout the relationship. Yeah, that's it. There's really only five components that you need to build a coaching practice. So love coaching, love your business, enjoy those five steps, and allow yourself to keep it simple and streamlined. That's going to let you spend way more time coaching and doing the things that you love to do. If you need more help in this area, reach out to me. I can help you. I can make it so much easier. That's exactly what I do to support my private clients. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'd love to invite you to join me again next week. I'm going to be diving into some more do's and don'ts for new coaches and you don't want to miss it. So hit subscribe and make sure you listen to the next one too. Now, before we wrap it up, I want to tell you about a gift that I offer all my listeners. It is my free resource library. It's called the Coaches Online Business Academy. And here's how it works. You click on the link that is in the episode notes. You sign up for your free account. And right away, you get access to a whole pile of free resources that I've got in that academy. There's all kinds of stuff in there. There's a quiz in there. There's video training. There's PDF guides and checklists, all kinds of stuff. And it's specifically designed to help new coaches get started and build their business. Every month, I add new stuff. All you got to do, click on that link in the episode notes, sign up, and it's theirs just for you. So that's it this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will talk to you again next week. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.